0: You may visit our website for more information at sccview.net. Again, that's sccview.net. Thanks again for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful day.
1: Hey, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Rhonda. This is Jeff. We're the lead pastors here at Stockbridge Community. He's the one that's the crazy one, not me. They already know that,
0: baby. They've been here more than two weeks. We just want to welcome
1: you so much, and we're we're starting a new series called Fixer Upper. Now, how many of you guys have ever watched the TV show Fixer Upper with uh, Joanna and Chip Gaines? Yeah! Love it, love it, love it. So i got to give you a little background on all the pictures that you saw. Uh, Jeff and I, about two years, decided that when our kids went off to college and moved out, that we were going to downsize. And didn't quite know what we were getting into, but we decided to go ahead that we were gonna downsize. And I got so inspired by this T V show, I said, we can do that, Jeff. We can do that, bud, can't we? That's if you know what the you show, say. it's Bud. It's my bud right here. But anyway, I got so inspired, <laughs> I was like, you know what, we could find a house, we could fix it up. And we could do this. Let me show you the outside of the house that we bought. Now, if you saw the house we just sold and you saw this, you would say, Rhonda, you're absolutely crazy. What were you thinking? That's what but, I want to know. <laughs> but, but I was convinced that we could do this. We can make this our dream house. Go ahead. I wanted to show you the kitchen, too. This is the kitchen. This is inside. This is all the before. You're seeing all the before pictures. We're working on the house right now. But we just believe that, you know, we could turn this house into our dream house. We're going to downsize and we're going to do that. And we were just so, so in, uh, inspired by this show that we could do this. And we are doing that. But if you've watched the show, you know that they take the old houses and they put a little work into it and they raise the value of the house. And we feel like with this Fixer Up series, we're gonna talk about relationships, but we feel like that if you'll put the work into a relationship, you can add value to that relationship. So I'll be back each week showing you more and more pictures and you pray by week four, I can show you the completed pictures, at least on the inside. We hope we'll get there. Please pray. Yes.
0: Please pray. Yes, give it up for that lady right there. Well, she said that we are in this um, process, and, and today I want to tell you as we begin our series, your Upper, I want you to know that this is for all relationships. I know sometimes we start relationship series, and if you're single, you say, oh, that's for married people, I don't need it. No, 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 we are going to be talking about all relationships uh, through this series, so please don't uh, check out on us. And so as we start this, talking about uh, how to have a relational blueprint, we gotta, we got to start there. And so that's what we want to do today is go right to the very beginning and start there, and then we can move forward. So if you go ahead and, and write this down for number one, let's go ahead and move into this relationship rebuilding, remodeling process. And so the first thing I would tell you that we've learned and what uh, over our life, but also this housing project, is this, is that you, number one, you have to get a new vision. Okay, you have to get a new vision. Okay, so I want you to write this down. You ready? See things differently. Just write that down. See things differently. Now, after you write it down, I want you to look up at me because I want you to do something to help you remember this, all right? Ready? Would you take your finger and put it right below your eye? You ready? Come on, you ready? Now, let's say, see things differently. You ready? One, two, three. See things differently. One more time. Ready? Ready? See things differently. So I have to see things differently. Now, when Ron and I first uh, purchased this home, the floor plan looked like this. I mean, it was like, uh, you know, we we walked in and we walked through this house. And as we walked through it, we began to have to envision it. I'm going to be honest with you. When we first bought this home... The original thought was this. We're going to buy this home. We're going to live in it two years. And then while we buy another piece of property and build a house that we want to consider retiring in? This was not it. But after going through it and seeing things differently, we begin to say, okay, you know, this could be the house that we could live in the rest of our lives. And, and we begin to say we could do this and this and make all these changes to it and make it. So we begin to see things differently. If your relationship is going to thrive, if you want the newness back into your relationship, you have to begin to see things differently. You have to begin to see it differently. And so today, is, as I begin to tell you that, I want you to know that uh, there's two ways that you actually get your idea what relationships should, all have, should be about. The first one is this, the first source of relational uh, identity comes from Hollywood, what you see on television. You can take all your relationships, you can watch a movie and there's two best friends there and you go, oh, that's what it should be like. You know, you can watch a movie and see what boyfriend and girlfriend's, be like, oh, that's what it should be like. Or you could go and watch this person that a great co-workers are on a movie and go, oh, that's what it should be like. Or even in marriage, you could watch a movie and say, oh, that's what it should be like. And I want to tell you something, that's all dreamland. They are paying people to act, okay? And it's not realville. It's just not there and so what I want to tell you today is that the second source is this that we get relationship ideas from is from our families the way that we were raised the people that we were raised around we begin to think okay that's it and let me just tell you something families are a much better source than Hollywood but even in families sometimes we get jacked up right I want to give you a little bit of our background I want to walk you back thirty years ago. Okay, some of you that seemed like forever. Some of us it was like yesterday. Okay, you know anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So, anyways, um, thirty years ago, when Rhonda and I got married, matter of fact, it'll be July, will be thirty years. When we got married, uh, we had two very different backgrounds. You see, in my background, I can explain to you. In my background, my dad was chief. Okay. What that meant was when he come into the house, he had his own little chief chair called a recliner, and he sat in that chief chair, and every, when chief was in the chair, everybody else did whatever chief said, you know? And man, I mean, as a child growing up, you want to be chief, you know? So, so one day, you little, little, little brave right now, but one day you grow up and you be chief, right? Okay, you're not trying, you're... Uh, I know, I know what you're thinking, but hold on with me, okay? Before you like, hey, you big chauvinistic pig, you know? Hold on. And so when you know, that's what I saw. So my dad worked all. He worked two jobs, but when he come in the house, you know, he didn't do anything. Like, you know, he did no chores at all. He helped. He kept up the outside of the house, but and, and he worked two jobs, but he did nothing. When we would sit down at the dinner table, I never seen my dad fix his own plate. Never. I mean, like, we sit down at the table. My stepbrother goes over, and she fixes his plate for him. She puts it in front of him. She puts his glass of tea right there. I mean, chief, you know? And so I'm like, wow, this is what marriage being all about. Sign me up. And so, so it, that happened. And so, you know, there, there it was. It's now, so no housework, always fixing his plate, whatever. He worked, But he worked two jobs. Rhonda's, uh, on the other side, Rhonda's family, you go over there and her father, you would go to his house, their house, and uh, you would see him every, every afternoon after they got done with dinner, he would go into the kitchen with his wife, and he would help do all the dishes. You would go over on a Saturday morning, you would see him, he would be running a vacuum cleaner in their house. Before he did anything else, he was running a vacuum cleaner. And everywhere that she, his mom was, her mom was, you would see her father, and they would be there working on things together constantly. And so that's her idea of what relationships should be. My idea was like uh, cheap, and her idea was no, not cheap, you know. And so when we got when we come together, needless to say, we had war for a long time. Why? Because we had to learn to see things differently, right? Because the way I saw them was, you know, I'll get two jobs, I'll work late, and then, but when I come home, chief. I remember sitting down at the dinner table the first time I thought I was chief. I sat down at the head of the table, you know. I sat down there, and she had her food had her food out, and she dipped, the, you know, she had her plate, she sat down with her plate, and I'm like, <laughs> what's up? She's like, what do you you mean, what's up? I said, you got your plate? Yeah. She said, yours is over there on the counter. It was on. Now, let me just tell you this. I went back and asked my stepmother after I began to see things differently. (laughs) I went back and asked my stepmother, why did you do my dad that way? Why do you treat him? Why, did this, why do you still do that? She said, Jeff, I want to tell you, she said, you know what? There were six kids, and your dad worked very, very hard to make sure there was food on our table. And she said, so the, I thought that the least I could do when he came come in was to make his life the best I could do because he had worked so hard to provide for us. Now, see, when you see it in that mode, you understand a little bit differently. But when Rhonda and I had to come together, it's like, okay, you know, again, this is for all relationships. You've got to understand the background. If you don't begin to see things differently the background, then you're going to be at war fighting for your way. And so Rhonda and I have had to learn to do that, so I want to share a little bit of that with you. And what we had a problem with, Rhonda and I, what caused the problem in our home, and what will cause the problem in any relationship, not just marriage, is that when you have division... When you have two visions, you have division, right? Because I saw it one way, she saw it another way. And we have to learn to get, get on the same page. And Jesus said it this way in Mark 3 and 25. Look what Jesus said. Jesus said, if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot what? It can't stand. So division will cause your house to fall. In every relationship, not just in marriage, but in every, with father and child, mother and child, whether it be, you know, parent to child, or child to parent, or co-worker, whatever, you got to get on the same page. you got to see things a little bit differently. Look what the Bible says, Hebrews 11 and 1. It says, now faith is being sure of what we what? Hope for. That means, listen, what you hope for is better, right? I don't think you ever hope for anything worse, do you? you don't hope for the same thing you got, do you? Like, oh, I hope I can just, you know, stay the way I am. I've never heard anybody say that. You know, I hope that my, my, uh, you know, my child will stay the way they are. I hope my parent will stay the way they are. No, we all hope that people get better, right? We want to get better. That's what hope is, is something better. It's seeing things better in the future. Would you agree with that? And so that's why the Bible says faith is beginning to hope. In other words, before you can ever have faith about anything, is that you've got to see it better in your mind, in your heart. You've got to see things different. By the way, your heart will always dictate what you see. Just a thought. I'll leave that right there. Okay, so what I want to tell you is that he goes on to say, so we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Now here's what he's saying. The Bible says that our faith in God is that this ability to believe that with God's help, we can begin to hope for, begin to believe for a better future. And guess what? He says, and and faith is, is that you believe that and confidence you're going to do it. You're going to see it without seeing it. That means you keep looking for it. You keep looking for that preferred future. And so that's what faith is. Faith faith believes that the future can be better. Faith is not about the present, it's about the future. Here's what I want to tell you. Most of us sitting in this room today have never experienced a hopeless relationship, most of us have experienced faithless relationships. Because there come a point in time to where we quit seeing things differently and we only saw what was around us and what was going on right then and we focused on what was happening then and we forgot to put faith in the practice and say, okay, it's this way now, but with God's help, it can be this way. And whenever you lose that picture, then friend, and you quit seeing that, then guess what? You're going to go in a downward spiral. And the bad thing about it is that relationships are like homes. You have to keep them up. Right? How many homeowners do we have here? Let me see your hand. You're a homeowner. Okay, you see all these people right here? You you thought when you bought that house, hey, I got a great house. Some of us bought a brand new house. Hey, I got a house. Whoa, this is great. And then guess what? After about two or three years, you got to start doing stuff to it. The paint starts fading, right? I mean, like, you know, all of a sudden stuff started. the plumbing, the water heater goes out. All that stuff happens. And in relationship, all that stuff happens. And so we have to keep working on repairing it. All right. Okay. So let's move. Let me. Oh, here's the next step I want you to write now. Ready? It's on the back of your connection card. Would you check this box that says this? I will put faith back in my relationship. Now, listen, I'm not going to. I don't know who you need to put faith back in. I don't know what relationship you need to put faith back into. All I want you to do is check the box so I can pray with you. And I'm going to leave that between you and God. But listen, as I begin talking, a name come to your mind. And so I want you to go ahead and put it there, all right? Number two, you ready? Number two, uh, again, a relational blueprint. So the first thing is that we gotta see things differently. The second thing I would say is this is draw a new plan. You have to draw a new plan. And you know what that means? That means I gotta think about things differently. Okay, you gotta think about things differently. The problem that most of us have is thinking thinking. Let me say it again. The problem that most of us have is stinking thinking. You know, we need a checkup from the neck up, don't we? Do I need to keep going? <laughs> Dr. Seuss here. So what I want you to do is, look, let's do this. Ready? Let's put our finger on our eye again. So We've got to see things differently and then put it right here. We've got to think things differently. We've got to think about things differently. If you're going get, to get better, we have to begin to think differently. Now, the Bible, God knew that we needed this, and so that's why God had Romans written. Look what God says through His Word in Romans chapter 2. It says this, Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world. Okay, now let me just say this. That means thinking like everybody else in this world, without God. Okay, if you take God out of the equation, then that's, and you think like everybody else without God, that's what He's talking about right there. He says, I don't want you to think like I don't exist. And so this is what He says, He says, but be transformed by the renewing of your what? Mind, okay. He says, you've got to renew your mind. In other words, you've got to act like I exist, believe that I exist, and put me in the equation. He says, by the renewing of your mind, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, when he's saying renew our mind here, God is saying, I want you to renew your relationship with me. Now, how do we renew our mind? One of the ways that we renew our mind is this. We simply begin to read God's Word. Let me tell you, the, when you begin to read God's Word, especially out loud, when you read it out loud, somehow you're able to tune out everything else. So if you're having a problem concentrating, like when you're trying to read the Bible and you get got all this stuff coming through your mind, just start reading out loud. Read the Bible out loud. It's very hard to think about something else while you're reading out loud. So take it from Mr. ADD right here, okay? That's why I know this stuff. Right? So you read it out loud. Here's the deal. When you read it out loud, it's like you turn on a Bose sound system. All of a sudden, you begin to hear stuff and understand stuff you never got before. And the one thing that you begin to understand is that you begin to see God's heart when you read God's Word. See, many of us have been told things about God. God is this, God is that, but you don't understand. And When you begin to read God's Word, you begin to hear God's, you begin to hear God's, and you begin to hear God's heart. The the motive behind everything in the world, you begin to hear that. And once you begin to hear God's heart, then guess what? That makes you begin to see things a little bit differently. And that plan that we showed you uh, a little bit earlier is that we had to get a new plan. And I'm going to mess the people up on PowerPoint right now, but... But anyways, when, you, when we showed you that first plan, we actually had to get a vision for another plan. We had to think about things differently. So Rhonda and I walked through the house, and we had to say, okay, this wall has got to come down, this wall has got to come down, this has got to change, and this has got to change. And so we, went, we began to think about things differently as we walked through that house. I want to tell you something. When you begin to hear the heart of God, He begins to bring walls down that you, re, that you can go up. Did you hear that? You will never go up until you hear the heart of God. And so you do that by listening to His Word. Now, let me say this to you. Many times in relationships we fail because we don't know what we don't know. Let me say it again. Many times in relationships they fail because we don't know what we don't know. We don't know what's in someone's heart. In relationships, we don't know. It's amazing to me that people can, can have lived together, you know, with your children. You know, they can live, have lived with you for, you know, for 15 or, or 18 or 20 years. And you still not know what's in their heart. You know, and your parents, you could have, you know, you could have been around your parents for, you know, as long as you've been alive for, you know, maybe 15 or 20 or, or, or 40 years. And you never know what's in their heart. And it seems like you know, we can work with people for years and years and years and never know what's in their heart. And see, the problem is, is, that, is that until I know what's in your heart, then we can't connect. And we were always going around that. We don't ever know what's in someone's heart. We have to figure that out. How do you do that? Because a plan, a plan you can only get a new plan when you begin to understand what's in someone's heart. You can only get a new plan. Now let me say this to you. This is one of the areas that I've struggled in. You say, how do you, how do you find out what's in someone's heart? Here it is, you ready? This is worth your coming for today. You ready? The way that you find out what's in someone's heart is you ask questions. You gotta ask questions. The problem, listen, the problem in relationships all of my life, listen, whether it be with my children or whether, whether it be with a coworker, you know, or our staff here, is the problem is, is I made too many assumptions. I just assumed because I thought like that, because I thought like that, that they all thought like that. Matter of fact, you know, again, remember my background and Ron's background, remember that? So you can see how I was thinking, like, listen, you know what? You're messed up. Because that's all of it. That's the way it was programmed, right out of the program. So I was thinking, listen, she's messed up. And she was thinking over here, you're jacked up. You know, and so we have to learn that new way of thinking and, and the way that we've learned to do this. And it took years. Listen, I wish I could tell you this, that I learned this overnight. No, it took us over 10 years to 15 years to figure this out. So I'm going to save you 15 years. Are you ready? And that is sit down and ask questions. What, you know, what do you like? What do you don't like? I can tell you, you know, it took me 15 years to figure this out. Rhonda, you know, every time she would like, maybe she would lean over to, you know, to pick something off the floor. You know how your shirt can just be pulled up and the small of your back show like there's about that much meat looking at you, you know? And so when she does that, you know, there's a little bit of, her shirt goes up, her pants are right here, and there's a little bit of her back, and my hands are always cold because I got a warm heart, right? I don't know. They're always cold. And when she leans over, I just take my hand and place it right there on her back. And she says, Ah! And she looks at me like, Oh! And I'm laughing, you know, like, I'm laughing. Like, that's funny, right? Hey, that's a love touch. Whoa! No, no love in that. It took me 15 years to learn that she really didn't like that. 15 years. Finally, she said, I said, she said Jeff. I don't like it when you put your cold hands on my back. I'm like, I thought she was joking. <laughs> I, I said, so finally one day a guy, I don't know what happened, it clicked. I was like, you really don't like it. She said, no, I really, it's not funny. I don't feel good towards you when you do that. No, I want to hit you. I'm like, dang, you jacked up. No, i just <laughs> So, we get, listen, we have to ask questions instead of assuming. We have to ask, just because you like it, just because you think it's cute, just because you think it's good doesn't mean that. Now, here I have something on your outline, I mean, on the screen that's coming up. Listen to this as we read it together. Look what it says. You ready? We get on the same page, relationally, when we ask the questions. Are you ready? Now, I want you to finish it with me, but we're going to emphasize the word are and were. You ready? Ready? Then let's read the first part. You Ready? What are you thinking? Okay, well, let's stop right there. That's a great question to ask, okay, if your relationship's going to grow. Instead of, you ready? Let's read this one. What were you thinking? <laughs> Big difference, right? Okay, the first question is peace. What are you thinking? You know, what, 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 do you, what do you think about this? You know what? All of a sudden, you're engaging that person you're actually wanting to know, and you're, guess what? Your relationship's going to soar. But most of the time, we don't ever ask that question, so we end up asking the other question. What in the world were you thinking? What were you smoking? I don't know. In other words, you're stupid. You're an idiot, right? When you say, what were you thinking, you just called them all kinds of names. You did not have to say anything. But when you move that to what, what are you thinking? What do you think about this? Listen, this has transformed my, my life. Because even with the people that I work with constantly, it's like, what do you, th- what do you think about this? The people around me that are, that are friends, I want to know, what are you thinking about this? You know why? Because when I ask, what are you thinking? I begin to see their heart. And I begin to understand how they think. And then we can begin to grow. Our relationship can begin to grow. And so today... I have an action step for you. It's on the back of your connection card. Look what it says. It says, I will do my best to understand those around me by asking questions. If you can take and apply this principle, friends, you can soar. I'm telling you, God is speaking to some of you right now. Because you've never asked. And because you've never asked, you're at war. And so God wants you to have peace. Okay, so let's do a review. You ready? So let's go. You ready to put your eye on your finger? You ready? I got to what? See differently. Eye on the temple. I right, have finger on the temple. You ready? I got to think differently. That takes us to number three. And number three is this. Would you write this down? Begin a new action. And that means act differently. Okay? Act differently. I've got to begin to act differently. I've got to see differently, think differently, act differently. Right? So when we say the word act, I want you to look at your hands because that's what we use our hands. We've got to act differently. Now, I want to tell you, that um, as you can see these pictures that are coming up, uh, we watched that show, and listen, how did, how did I get into this? Because I'm asking myself, how did I get into this? I'm, I'm simply asking myself, okay, as you see these pictures, hold, it right, hold the pictures right there. After Rhonda and I had, yeah, we watched television at night for the last several years, every night from 9 to 10 o'clock. That's our time to come together, sit on the sofa, and watch television. She's watched through Everybody Loves Raymond with me twice, okay? She's done that. So finally at the third time, I said, like, listen, honey, would you, I asked the question, would you like to watch something different? She said, sure. I said, what would you like to watch? She said, well, there's a show on HGTV, you know, and it's, we have Netflix, so we can watch episodes. I said, okay, it's about housing and stuff. I can get into that. And so we started watching this show. Little did I know she had all these other thoughts in her mind. Well, the, she's the, the whole time we're on the sofa, she's going, Bud, we can do that. Bud, we can. Jeff, you can do You can do that, Jeff. You, you, we could do this. And by, before I know it, I'm all like, yes, I am the man. This woman has asked too many questions. She knows how to get to this heart. And so, before I know it, we've sold our house, and we're right now we're living in a travel trailer in a driveway and, and outside of this house. But we went up, you know, on that show, the best, the highlight of the show is like, okay, the best day, the best day. say, so, oh, the greatest day, it was Demo Day. And they go, right before they go to do this remodel, they take their hammer and they go out to the front house and they, they go, what day is it? It's Demo Day. It's the best day ever. So, Rhonda and I, we closed on this house. You know, we closed, we bought this house and, and we go out there and I'm not kidding you. It's just she and I, we get out of our vehicle. I have my hammer. I say, okay, Rhonda, what day is it? She said, Jeff, what day is it? I said, Rhonda, what day is it? She said, we say, Demo Day! We charge into this house. I don't know what I was thinking. I have no idea what I was thinking. I charge into the house. I go up and I, I grab my hammer and I put it behind a piece of uh, cabinet and I pull. And it doesn't move. <laughs> Demo Day is from Hades. <laughs> Demo Day lasts not a day, not a week, months. And so you can see these pictures of us tearing out. But we had to take new actions to, in order to change things in a home. And the same thing in our relationships as well. Now, I want to tell you what love is. Okay, you ready? We can finish those pictures. What love is, don't look good there. I mean, that's what Rhonda told me She said, Jeff, you look so good, right? You look sexy right here. <laughs> with a snorkeling mask on and an old tube belt. Okay, I don't know what I'm doing with it, but I have it. I better move on. Okay. Love. What is love? You know, the question is love. And we understand that, listen, love is not just a feeling, and love is not just a word. Love is a choice, and and that choice has to be action. Love is an action. Love is something that you do. Now listen, how many of you have ever, you know, been to a wedding or somewhere, and you've heard someone read the love chapter out of the Bible? How many of you have heard that? Okay, yes, isn't that sweet? Oh, love is kind, love is... Oh, that's so nice, a couple's going... (laughs) This verse kicks our tail. Let me tell you what it says love is. Love is something that you do and something you stop doing. Love is, not, love is something that you start doing and something you stop doing. Love is something that you start doing and something that you stop doing. Look what the Bible says. Now let's just read this with that view, okay? And it will kick your rear end. Wow. You're fixing to find out what I mean. Watch this. Love is patient and love is kind. Okay, is that something that we should start doing? Okay, there's three of us that agree, all right? Anybody else? You're like, oh, shoot. Okay, so that's something that we start doing, right? All right, and then look at the lex part. All right, here we go. It does not envy, it is, does not boast, it is not proud. It is not rude. <laughs> Stop doing. Okay, here we go. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. Dang, that hurts. It does not easily anger. It keeps no record of wrong. Lust does not, does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Would you agree there's about nine things there that we should stop doing? You see that? It's always start doing, and we stop doing. Now let's get back on the start. Look what he says. Here we go. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. And it always what? Would you agree there's some things we should start doing? In a word of relation, you're not moving again. You're like, I ain't saying nothing. She's sitting right beside me. My kids right here ain't saying nothing. But in order, we start doing and we stop doing. We start doing we stop doing. Love is start. Love, what do you? You know, I start doing something and stop doing something. And then let's read those last three words out loud. You ready? Come on, you ready? Love never fails. Why? Because I'm starting to do something I wasn't doing or I'm stopping doing something that I have been doing that's causing our love not to grow. Here's what I have for you. Here, Here's a statement right here. You ready for this? Up on the screen, let's read this statement together. Ready? Let's read it together. How I act is what I will... Oh, let's say it one more time. Ready? How I act is what I will attract. Woo! So maybe, maybe if you don't like what's coming your way... Maybe, just maybe, just maybe you need to look and say, okay, what do I need to stop doing? What do I need to start doing? Because what, how I act is what I will attract. And that is a statement, my friend, that is so true. So I have a question for you. I have two questions for you. Ready? I mean, for you, I, I'm not talking to the person beside you. I'm not talking to the person you wish was here right now that was hearing this. I'm talking to you. Right? You're sitting there and say, man, this has been good. I, they, I hate they missed it. They they would, this would have got them, you know? Oh, yeah. Here's the question What do you need to stop doing that's keeping love from growing in your life? What do you need to stop doing? Would you write that down? Stop doing. There's some of you that love would grow, would grow. It's right there. It wants to grow, but because of what you're doing, you're killing it. Every time it begins to spring up, you cut it off. You cut it off with your actions. The next question is: this is, what do you need to start doing that love can grow? What, do you need, what is it that you need to start doing? Action. Remember? We said this, we've got to see things differently. We've got to think about things differently. And we've got to act differently in order for love to grow. It's not going to grow unless we do that. And so today I want you to begin to ask yourself those two questions take them home ponder them and you know if you're really brave you might want to sit down with a relation a person a friend child parent wife husband coworker and maybe you want to ask them those two questions now, listen, if your buddies don't go, hey, what can I do to start love? You know, what can I do to make love start growing? They go, what are you talking about, you freak? No, but say, listen, what can I do to make this relationship better? That's the way you're going to say it. Now, you may not know how to throw the word love in there. Now, if it's your children or your spouse, you know, that maybe you want to throw that word love in there, but just ask the question what can I do? What can I start doing to make this better? Or what can I stop doing to make this better? If you ask those two questions, it will soar. Okay, number four. Would you write this down? You ready? Number four is that I'm going to seek a new power, and I'm going to ask for God's help. Seeking new power is by asking for God's help. Let's review. You ready? So i got a see things differently come on put your finger there you ready i got to see things differently i got to think about things differently i got to act differently and now i got to ask god for his help see that you got to ask god for his help and god helps those three things above ephesians uh, 3 and 20 says this now unto him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can watch Ask or imagine. Now, wait a minute. Whoa! Remember we talked about faith in the beginning? How we're seeing that future? He said, God is able to do more than you can even ask or you can imagine. Why are you asking for little stuff? Why are you asking for little stuff? God wants you to ask for big stuff. He said, because I can do more, I can do more than you could even ask or imagine. So listen, quit, ask, quit praying those little prayers. Oh Lord, I just pray now, Lord, I just pray you just bless me today. Don't let me have a flat tire. Well, that's okay, but shoot, no. God, I'm asking you, Lord, that you will expand our territory, God, that you'll let us have major influence, Lord. And if you've got a company, Lord, bless my company, Lord, wherever you work. God, bless my work. God, I deserve the raise. Give me a raise. Hallelujah. Amen? You see what I'm talking about? Begin to pray that way, to ask for big stuff. He goes on to say, according to whose power? His power that has worked within us. What I want to tell you is this, is that you need help in relationships because you don't, God is the only one that knows both sides. God knew Rhonda and he knew me. And so guess what? God could speak to me and he could speak to Rhonda. And it took him doing that in order to get us to begin to see things differently. Do we still have issues? Yes. Yes. Listen, if you think you're ever going to get to the point where you, have another, you never have another argument with those people in your family or your friends, man, you are jacked up. You're so, I mean, it's amazing. It just changes, doesn't it? I mean, like the things you used to fight over don't mean so much anymore. And then there's this new stuff. And so you have to learn to see things differently. I want to say this last thing before we pray God can give you the power to break a family curse. What is a family curse? A family curse is nothing more than a family bad habit. Something you learned along the way in your family that you're duplicating over and over again, God is the one that give you the power to break that. And until you're willing to break that, then you'll never see things differently, you'll never think things differently, you'll never act differently, and you will! You'll pay the price relationally. Would you stand with me now? The first relationship we have to get right is our relationship with Jesus Christ. That starts it all. I mean, how, how have we been, you know, just in our marriage or relationship, how have we been for 30 years? I'll tell you how, it's because of Jesus Christ. You know, how, like on our staff, you know, Chessie's been on her staff almost 20 years. How did that happen? Because of Jesus. She would say, there's been many times we've had to have hard conversations. Why? It's because of Jesus. He makes it better. He gets in the middle of it. So today, if you do not know Christ as your Savior, the day you step across that line and you ask God to save you, and you receive Jesus as your Savior. Can I pray for you right now? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for who you are, that you're the Savior of the world. And God, I pray right now that your Holy Spirit will guide us and. Lord, I pray that you will put your hands on our relationships, oh God. Lord, help us to see things differently, God. Help us to think about things differently, oh God. Help us to act differently, God, in your power. We can't do it on our own. We're weak without you. We need you, Jesus. We need you to help us, oh God, that we can see clearly, that we can think clearly, oh God, and we can act, oh Lord, and have character. I pray today, God, that you bless every family and for those that are saying, Jesus, come into my life and save me today. I pray, God, as they pray that, that you would give them the assurance that you hearing them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Would you sing this song with us? Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net, And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.